0: Hey ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert the Show. Today is episode 310. I know we had uh, a bit of a pause uh, uh, for a week, but now we are back and today is about Start Now, Start Simple with Dan Ram. Hi, I'm your host, Simone Vincenzi, and this is the podcast for experts who want to become the ultimate authority in their niche while making an impact in the world. And today I have the pleasure to interview the one and only Dan Ram. He ignites the stage as an event MC and speaker at over a hundred events every single year, hosting change makers like President Barack Obama, billionaire founders like Sir Richard Branson, record-breaking athletes like F1 champion Nico Rosberg, Grammy Award-winning artists and celebrities. He works on four continents, from college campuses to parliaments to in-house corporate innovation days to the biggest tech conferences in the world. And his passion is to inspire people with his motto, Start Now, Start Simple, in building a future we all want to live in. And in this episode, we talk about what Dan learned by traveling all over the world as a kid. You will hear a lot of incredible stories in this podcast episode. How actually any speakers can start a profitable career and what he did to get things going and to get started. And also how Dan stands out from the crowd and gets booked over and over again. I recommend everyone to follow Dan Ram on his social media platform. I think that the way, as a speaker, he runs his social media accounts is a second to none. You really need to pay attention to Dan because... Um, I've been following him now since we connected for, the inter- for this interview and I have to say that the quality of the work that he provides not only on the content level but also on a production level is definitely sets a bar in this industry for any speakers and then tells a lot about the success that he has as a professional MC and speaker. So make sure you check, in, check him out and you can find all the links of uh, um, uh, social media and on this and website here in the show notes. Make sure you scroll down and you can find them. Now, before we get started, I want to remind you about our curated database of more than 500 publications that are looking for speakers. we got more than 100 podcasts looking for guests, My templates and how to connect with journalists, my follow-up framework to maximize every single speaking opportunity, and media opportunity that you have, so then you can build your profile and make a bigger impact in the world. And uh, that's all for $29.99 for a limited period of time. So make sure you check it out. And uh, the link is gtex.events forward slash publicity iphone bundle so it's gtex.event forward slash publicity iphone bundle and you can find it um, here in the show notes as well having said this make sure you get the publicity bundle and uh, i will see you on the other side during the interview with the one and only dan ram on start now start simple i'll see you there Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show and today I'm here with the one and only Dan Ram. How you doing Dan? Thank you so much for having me on your show.
1: I am super excited for this conversation.
0: I'm super excited too. So, uh, I mean, uh, you are an internationally renowned MC, traveled all over the world. You you have also a really interesting life. Like you grew up in 10 countries. Correct. Uh, before, um, before we go into the, the, the meat of the interview, which is about the speaking industry, the changes, and also how you started, uh, I would love to know a bit more about uh, your background and, in particular, um, about this, uh, like the countries that you grew up in. Uh, I'm really curious. I love traveling. So I'd uh, I- I love to know more about that part of your life
1: sure yeah i was very fortunate to be born the son of an indian diplomat which Mm -hmm. meant that every two to three years we moved to a new country this is before the world of social media this is before the world of internet so when i say we moved i mean we literally moved it's not like we took our you know photos on instagram and people could see our past it was essentially reinventing every two to three years but i think that was one of the most powerful gifts my parents gave me because adaptation in this quickly evolving world is so necessary. Mm-hmm. I, you know, We talk about IQ, being intelligent. We talk about EQ, having emotional intelligence. I really believe that AQ, adaptability, is so key these days. Mm-hmm. And in my uh, career journey, I'm sure in yours as well, and anyone who's listening or watching, you know that we have been forced to reinvent ourselves in relationships and communities and countries and careers. And so I'm glad I was given that opportunity at a young age to do that 10 times before. Uh, so I'm now 34 years old and I have lived in 10 countries on four continents and it's more than just travel and food and culture. All of that is true, but the greatest gift is what do you do with it? You know, Mm -hmm. where do you find your unique personality, but also how do you learn to adapt and evolve to the local community and that tension, you know you're an immigrant in the uk right yes, and so you're also in that tension of what is me in my past and what is now in my future True. and for me also constantly whether on stage or in real life it's always that tension of where's me and where's them and how do we put the two together
0: uh, i'm i'm really curious to know if you had like any favorite country because i'm assuming that you have every country told to you a lot they give you incredible experiences. They help you grow. Uh, but do you have a particular country that has a special place in your heart that you maybe call that
1: home? I don't know if that's such a thing for you. So I've done five TEDx talks, and my first one was on this topic of home, and it's called "Resident Alien," and it's essentially how does one find home while being an alien? Alien just uh, the, the government term for anyone who's different or other, right? Any immigrant is considered an alien. And so how do you become resident while being an alien? So the concept of home is something I think a lot about. I will say, I don't feel home in any country, but I feel home with certain people. People who share the same values, the same ambition, the same inspiration, the same thinking mindset. I feel home with them. And we could be anywhere. We can be in a coffee shop at an airport. We can be buying shoes in uh, the Medina in Morocco or in the fanciest shopping district in Paris. It's about the people, where I feel home. That said, to answer your question, probably the most formative years was in Zimbabwe, in Southern Africa, Okay, because that is where I think I found the current version of Dan Ram. I learned leadership there. I learned my love for nature there. I learned social skills because I was a teenager then. So I was learning you know, the fine line between bullying and leadership, right, like- (laughs) or Or like teamwork and doing things on my own. Like all of that stuff I was learning then. I had a couple of near-death experiences there, including being chased by a wild lion. And if you ever want motivation to live life fully, try being eaten by a lion. That will teach you to really appreciate that. Tell me me more, (laughs) like what what happened there? Oh, it's a school trip, Uh, you know, a bunch of people. As you do, (laughs) as you do, let's do a school trip with the lions. (laughs) Well, it was a school trip for sailing. We're sailing on this man-made lake, and it's a huge lake, essentially like an ocean. And so there are these artificial islands that have been created because of this man-made lake many years ago. But it's undocumented what lives on each island. And so we... Just travel from island to island, sailing through right. the day. And in the afternoon, we take a two-hour break to study nature. And most of these things like zebras, giraffes, wildebeest, mm-hmm. antelope, mm-hmm. nice stuff. But they are predators that live there as well. Crocodiles, sure, sure. cheetahs, leopards, lions, uh, and many more. And so it was just on one of those trips when we in walking. It was a bunch of my classmates, my English teacher myself, that we found ourselves face-to-face with a lioness. And anyone who understands animals knows yep. that the lioness is the dangerous one. She's yeah. the one that hunts, she's the one that's that fearless, she's the one that takes down the prey. The lion's a little bit of the show off, the lioness is the mean one. Mm-hmm. And so we found ourselves face to face with this lioness, stare down, that felt like eternity, but probably it was not more than a couple minutes. Uh, but in that moment, you realize how fragile life is. You realize how powerless we are, except for our minds, our thoughts. Which is why I love my career as a speaker, because yeah. words, thoughts become words. Words become action, right? And yeah. so uh, the, the words are so powerful. But we realize that against this lion, I couldn't outclimb the lion, even though there were trees. I couldn't outswim the lion, even though there was water. I couldn't outrun the lion, even though there was land. I couldn't outfight the lion, even though I'm strong. I realized that really it is our mind that separates us. And I wish there was a good ending to the story, like, you know, I built something amazing and I caught this lion, but really it was just a show down of, I guess, self. And what I mean by that, it was the lioness knowing her power, knowing her desire, and a bunch of teenagers that in that moment had to grow up really quickly and stand our ground. Even though we were kids and want to run away, even though we all had parents that would have protected us in a heartbeat in that moment, we grew up real fast. And we learned the only way to survive against his lioness was to stand our ground. And so we did. And then she backed down, we backed away. Then the male lion came out, roaring, huffing, and puffing, making noise. And then he ran back as well. It's called a mock charge. He wasn't trying to kill us. He was just trying to say, get out, get out fast. And we did, but it's just one of those formative experiences that has given me the zeal for life. And it's just going, Life ends for everyone this quickly. It doesn't have to be a lion, but we all have an expiry date. So what are you going to do with your day today? You know, because tomorrow is not guaranteed. We were just going for a walk. Five minutes before we were looking at elephants. Five minutes later, we're looking at our own death. Same situation, same scenario. This is, a, this is a great message for, for
0: everyone who maybe, like, you're listening to this show, you're an expert, you want to launch your own business, or maybe you're there and you've reached a plateau, and now is the time to make those changes that you want to make, because it's a consistent reminder, as you mentioned before, then about the how fragile life can be how the future is never guaranteed and uh, uh, and also how powerful we are as being that if we want to create something and we put our mind to it and we put our intention our whole body and soul uh, into what we want to do then uh, we, we can we can do it so i want to know now from from lions yes. <laughs> to, to speaking so <laughs> how did your passion for speaking started
1: To be honest, I did not have a passion for speaking. I had a fear of speaking. And I was looking to this documentary that said, sometimes our greatest gift is closely linked to our greatest struggle. And I think that's very true for me. So for me, speaking was a fear point. I was not good at it. I had these strange accents growing up because I was living in all these different countries. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was not the best looking person. I wasn't the tallest person. I was most often the smartest person, but... It's no use if you cannot communicate your intelligence. And my issue was I was stumbling on my words. I just was scared, to be honest. I was scared of people. I preferred animals than humans. And you, you have two choices in life. Either you fight it and you overcome it, or you give up to it. And I decided at a young age of like 11 or 12, that I was going to take it seriously. So when a teacher said, everyone, you know, read one paragraph of this book, because I knew I was bad at it, I, every day, the day before, I would practice reading everything. Now I was doing it because I was scared to mispronounce a word. But what I did not know was I was that much more prepared because I was reading every chapter ahead of any other student in my class. It just yeah. never hit me. And so I just learned to study by myself without being spoon fed by a teacher. Same way, I wasn't very charismatic. I wasn't so socially cool. So I watched, I watched the cool kids. How do they stand? How do they laugh? How do they use your facial expressions? And I just started copying them and copying them. But what I did not know is, because I was paying so much attention, I was actually getting really good at understanding social behavior, reading the intent behind people's eyes, reading beyond their body language. So it was actually my struggle led to my success. I did not have a vision board to be a public speaker. In fact, Previously, I was working for the UN, I was working for KPMG, I was building my own startups as an advisor to the Irish Prime Minister, I was a radio presenter, I was doing all these different things. Mm -hmm. And then I found myself on stage pitching to raise money for my startup. And one of the stage managers told me something very small, and she just said, amazing presentation next year. If you don't get to be part of the competition, would you like to host the stage? And I said, what does that mean? And that's the only training I got in my life it's that, well, you just introduce the next person and engage the audience. I was like, yeah. I can sure, do that. I can do that. And that's what <laughs> led to my journey for the last three years, maybe about 250 events of most of the biggest tech conferences in any part of the world. I've hosted it, got to share the stage with people that inspire me, that are global change makers, mm-hmm. some of the biggest names right now, but it all started with dealing with my struggle. Um, And so for anyone that's listening and is thinking, ah, it's great for Dan to talk about it. That's not me. I want to let you know it wasn't me either. And now it is the fullest version of me. I come alive when I'm doing what I do. There is nothing that I've done before that gives me this level of appreciation, gratitude, creativity, excitement as my career now as as a host primarily, uh, and also as a speaker. And there's slightly different things just for this podcast slash blog. Um, hosting means I shine the light on other people. And speaking is when I take the light to impact others. It's just, it's just a small difference of what do you do with light. They both get light, but what do you do with it? And I think my joy is shining it on those the stories need to be heard
0: it is a very different skill as well. There are a lot of great speakers that might be terrible hosts and great hosts that can be terrible speakers. Uh, There are very few people that have both skills that are really, really excelling at both. Uh, And actually, I got to say, I need to connect you with my wife because uh, your stories are very similar. Um, She grew up internationally uh, Uh and uh, traveling a lot around the world. In fact, her accent is a she She says that is globish <laughs>
1: okay. she has a
0: globish accent and globish. Uh, she's okay. a professional mc and uh, travels all over the world introducing incredible people and that's what she loves doing the most yeah. um i love emceeing uh, but i prefer uh, facilitation if, I'm, if mm-hmm. I'm looking at the different apps of speaking so i did a lot of MCing. seeing i had uh, uh, I did a big event with Les Brown. Uh, that was a big highlight of my career as an MC. Did a lot of events in that way. But yes. what I prefer the most is uh, transformative facilitation. There yes. is nothing like that can give me a buzz like this. Yes. And uh, I think uh, because we went into some distinction here, for everyone who is listening, if you are new to the speaking world, then know that it's not that speaking. Speaking doesn't mean just getting a microphone in your hand and being on the stage. There are... There is facilitation, there is hosting, there there is emceeing, then you have uh, keynotes. So there are all different aspects of uh, the business. Uh, And so what I would love to know is uh, what do you prefer? So you mentioned that you speak as well and and you emcee. Which one is your preferred one? Like if you have to have a
1: top one. So while we're at it, I essentially do all the different versions, right? So I facilitate workshops, I'll moderate a panel, which is different from say keynoting, uh, is different from being a speaker that is not the keynote. Uh, I do opening keynotes, I do closing keynotes, those look different. Uh, I do trainings, uh, I do hosting, there's so many different things. The commonality is why, and the why is to inspire people to start now, start simple. It doesn't matter if I'm right now in this call, Telling anyone who's watching and listening guys grab your life start now start simple go do something out of it Or if i'm on stage whether i'm hosting or not that's so the why is consistent in all of that to help people start now start simple But I think where I am Most alive I keep coming back to that phrase most alive because I think so many people uh, Live like they're dead already (laughs) You know and and so I I for me where i come most alive is hosting and emceeing because there's such a a presence of mind that's required when you're speaking you sort of know what you're going to say you have to know what you're going to say when you're hosting you prepare for every possible scenario which you don't really know in that moment what you're going to do plus you have to deal with all kind of stuff tech failures audience members misbehaving uh electricity dropping like all kind of stuff and that keeps it really fresh and exciting And I have to be on my toes because if you have a good keynote, you can do that 20, 30 times. Hosting, even the same event changes hour by hour because you can't repeat yourself at all. The jokes have to change. The artistic elements have to change. Also, the best part of it is I think you get the most time with the audience. Even the longest keynote is 40 minutes. But if I'm hosting an event for a whole day, they know the best at the end of the event. Who's their friend? You know, who's their ally? The speakers, you either love them or hate them, but MCs, you're always their friend. You're the guy who's been there the whole day with them, helping them out. So I just like the hosting, but what gives me the most fulfillment is hearing people write back and go, Dan, what you said, Dan, your energy, Dan, your attitude, your perspective changed my life. It impacted me. That's what I live for. So I don't want to confuse what I do with why I do it. I think too many people think their career is their why. Their career is their purpose, it's not. My hosting is just my platform. It's what gives me the chance to impact people. So I am not possessive of getting to bigger and bigger stages. What I care about is why am I on that stage? If I'm hosting, moderating, keynoting, it's about why. And the fulfillment comes from hearing people go, you know the three tips that you shared there on how to set up a business? You know, your five tips on overcoming anxiety. I did that, game changer. And I'm like, yes, that's it.
0: That that that's brilliant, and I think you made a really powerful distinction there between uh, the what you do and the why you do it, um, because uh, you're right. Having uh, your what is uh, What allows you to express your why? And so yeah. your what can change. And uh, if you identify too much with your what, the moment where you're not able to do your what anymore or your what changes, then that's where you have a lot of people that can have a total identity crisis because they've identified themselves too much with what they do rather than why. They do it. So I, I would like to transition now uh, a bit more into, uh, into your main message, which is uh, uh, start now, start simple. Uh, why, why that particular message and where does it come from?
1: We all have dreams, aspirations, goals, but without action, they remain just dreams, aspirations, goals. They'll never become reality. So the key here is action. Now, action for many people is overwhelming. I understand that. If you knew what you needed to do to be successful, most people would quit. And so I thought, what is the main obstacle to achieving the goal? And I think often it's just, how do I begin today with what I got? That's what most people get blocked Mm -hmm. at. They can imagine themselves having three or four revenue streams. They can imagine themselves living in a nice house. You can print a picture and stick it on the wall but how do you get there? What are the steps involved? And I think that's what I'm particularly good at. And so when I'm coaching, we will talk about, okay, what are your goals? And I'm, what I see instinctively, like immediately is the steps to achieve that. And I can knock that down and like, here are your 10 steps, we need 11 months, let's go. I know we achieve it. And I have to say, just because of the caliber of people I'm working with and how driven they are to achieve their goals, when they can see the start now, start simple steps, So far, 100% of everyone I've coached has always achieved their goals, Mm -hmm. always. Because it's that clarity. The problem often is not in drawing out or dreaming. The problem is the steps to achieve it. And so that's where Start Now, Start Simple came from, but also came from my own life. It's easy to look at pictures of me and President Barack Obama or Sir Richard Branson or Mm -hmm. Gary or any of these people. I know you've shared at the stage with many of these people as well. And I think people are focused on the wrong thing. Instead of looking at that moment, What were the last three years to get to that moment? And when I look all the way back, it actually started, as I shared earlier, with opening my book and reading it a day early to be that little bit extra prepared as a kid. It was a simple step and it was not, I didn't even know, I didn't even have the vision of being a speaker, but I didn't know that I was feeding into that vision. Or, you know, for example, one of the things that people uh, recognize a lot is being one of seven Uh, members to advise the national government of Ireland on the entrepreneurship policy, right? Mm -hmm. Tons of entrepreneurs, but not every entrepreneur gets to impact an entire nation. Absolutely. And so for me, that start now, start simple step actually started when I was unemployed. uh, and, And I was a year in with no jobs. And a friend of mine asked me if I would volunteer to be a fake investor to a bunch of 12 year old girls who had worked on an idea for less than a day. That was the start now, start simple step. Often it is the opportunity is right now. We always think the opportunity is when that door opens, when that investment comes in, when that magical co-founder comes in, when that high net worth individual pays attention to us and we don't realize the opportunity is right here, right now. And so for me, so much has unlocked just because I dared to start now, AKA today, say yes to stuff today and start simple, AKA use the stuff that is in my hand today. Not the next new iPhone or the next upgrade from my third screen on my computer. No, nah, just really what I got right now. And then you just watch you know, things open up as you boldly take that step of faith. So that's why it impacted my life, game changer for me. And I'm hopefully able to do that for as many people as possible uh, to help them start now, start simple as well.
0: I love, I love your message. It's something I believe in a hundred percent. I often remind myself that I have all I need. I'm given all I need to get to where I want to go. And all I got to do is stop for a moment, look around, see where I can start. And in fact, even like when I, when I did the event with Les Brown, I was 26 and a lot of people were like, you know when you're running big events and in particular in a small circle like London and the UK where everyone knows each other there kind of be a lot of politics and there were a lot of people that wanted to be on the stage and uh, what a lot of people didn't realize is that uh, I have done already more than 400 events by the time I was 26 and in in, like in a farm uh, with like pigs that were going around I didn't care because that's what uh, I love to do and that's what i wanted to do and uh, that's i think is a great reminder uh, when you were talking about start now and start simple uh, it reminded me about our first event that we did uh which we didn't have the money to pay for a fancy venue or a fancy hotel we had a room in a farm and yeah. i negotiated this room with a farm and they gave us the room for seven events for seven weeks and that was the start of our company, of GTEx. Who would have known? <laughs> but if we were with the idea, fixated with the idea of no, we needed that fancy hotel or I need to be a Polish speaker, uh, nothing would ever happen, would have yeah. ever happened. So, very, very powerful message. And now I want to apply this. So, we wow. have started now, Start simple. simple. Um, there was been in the speaking industry in particular for those of you that for those people that are listening right now they've been a the speaker for a while yes. and they had to completely change what they were doing <laughs> it's like okay before i was going around i was traveling the world i was running my events i was getting people i was impacting people and now COVID hit bang um how did you adapted this philosophy in the changes that you had to make in, the, in your business? So before I answer that
1: question, I wanna thank you for creating this platform for speakers to learn from each other. Because one thing I realized is how lonely the journey is. Oh there, yeah. People don't share as openly the speaker journey. There's a lot of secrets around how contracts are written, how much people are paying. In fact, and I'll say this not to boast, but honestly with true humility, Yesterday was the first time after three years and hosting hundreds of events that I realized that I was one of the top one percentile of paid speakers in the world. I never knew that. I've just been charging what I thought was fair, but I didn't realize that a lot of speakers that I would have thought are making more than me are not. And I never knew, because we don't talk about this. Nobody talks about what is the business model behind speaking. Nobody talks about like, what are the best practices? We do this in entrepreneurship. So when I was building my startups, all the time. We always talk about, you know, what software are we using? What hardware are you using? How do we build this? How do we, how do, we do teams? We share everything. The speaking world is full of secrets. Um, and, you know, who's got a team, who's not, who's pretending to be a team member and really just writing under a different, like, nobody knows these things. So I, I love that you are opening the doors and saying, come on in. This is a fun world, get involved, up up your level. I, I,
0: I appreciate it, it's, uh, it's my mission. I love this industry. I absolutely yeah. love this industry, it's what it can bring to people. Uh, and I love every single aspect of this industry. That's why I love uh, the being on the stage, I love the yeah. preparation, I love the rehearsal time, I love the, oh my God, like we have an event in two minutes and the venue didn't bring the projector and the doors are opening now. It's like oh, all these things that I just wanna share. So I'm glad, I'm
1: glad you know it's I appreciate it. How you, how you deal with that? And I think we need to talk about that more. So even right now, I actually decided that I was not going to stand for the status quo. And uh, as soon as the pandemic hits, I literally wrote to anyone that had speaker in their LinkedIn account. And I sent them a message saying, if I can help you, if I can be part of your journey, Uh, let me know, because we all have to pivot, right? So Mm -hmm. my business depends on two things, events and travel. And there were two things that got shut down right away, the pandemic, (laughs) events and travel. And so that was over. And I think for about a day, I was like, oh no, this empire that I built. Then I came back to the mission. You know, The mission is to help people start now, start simple. How else can that be done? And so honestly started quite humbly. I just went on IGTV, Facebook Live, the tools that we already have. Really simple, invite one other friend, anyone in the network, and say, Will you join me? Let's have a conversation. 20 minutes, 30 minutes. That slowly developed into the Daily Show with Dan Ram. Along the way, I decided to upgrade from my laptop camera to another webcam. And I learned how to do lighting. And then, like by episode number 10, I learned how to make like a border around and put a little bit of branding. So the, the point is, you don't have to figure everything out right away. Just start, just start doing things. You yeah. learn along. And then by episode 20, I was interviewing billionaire investors and multiple Grammy Award winners from my bedroom, from literally the same setup. Nothing had changed, just action. That is it. And then some corporate events started noticing. Uh, actually, before that, some podcasts, because they're like, oh, this guy has some nice ideas. Let's bring him on as a guest. And then some corporate events were listening to those podcasts because they were trying to figure out do we go virtual? Do we just chill for a while? What's the future? And I was talking about the future of events and like, All right, let's get this guy on. So then we slowly built a studio, but I want to point it out, that was not step one. The studio was many steps later that we built a studio and initially it was just one camera. Then we slowly built a gimbal so that the camera can move smoothly. Then we decided to have three stations. So then I could have, so we built it out. Then we invested in a green screen studio. And right now, today, 20 minutes before this call, we've been playing with virtual reality augmented reality so i can have you show up as a hologram in the screen on that's a zoom so call cool. um, i love i love tech i love yeah, tech. sorry I'm just like uh, yeah getting me excited i want to I see i want i really want to see what you built. <laughs> absolutely so that's like this is three and a half what four months i think we're about four months in this lockdown but it's just using the tools that i had right cuz our lockdown in india was severe right severe no not even deliveries so I couldn't even order a light. Not even deliveries? Not even deliveries. Like complete lockdown. For weeks and weeks on end. Complete lockdown. No deliveries, no Amazon. Amazon was banned um, from, in India. Everything was stuck at the border. Nothing can come in. So even a light, even something as basic as get a ring light, I couldn't get a ring light. So I had to find an old lamp, I had to break the lamp so we can angle it and that's actually what i'm still using right now is i've got a lamp behind me that is broken doesn't look good but it works that's all that matters and if you think oh i don't have the right people and personnel just to put some context currently right now where i'm staying i'm surrounded by coconut trees mountains wild peacocks i'm in no major city the closest city is about a two hour plane ride away from here. Um, two hour plane ride? <laughs> hour plane ride. To get to my house, you have to go on a dirt road for about 35 minutes. Dirt, dirt road. So I am literally in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And we've been able to build all this stuff out. So there's no excuses. The only thing is just start. I didn't plan to be hosting. And you know, the last few, I'd say even just the last month, I probably hosted about 100,000 people online, mm-hmm. but I didn't start there. I started on IGTV with about 40 people watching me. Honestly, the first one on IGTV is probably 40 people, but it's just been growing and growing and growing. You just gotta say yes to opportunities and try and be willing to mess up. I made lots of mistakes along the way, lots of mistakes. Um, but it's all part of learning. That also builds your confidence. It makes you appreciate and more grateful as well with what you've got. Because I know where I began on this virtual journey. Yeah. So, you,
0: to- you talked about one actually. I want to know more about your mistake. Uh, you talked yeah. about one of the mistakes uh, that you made in your virtual journey. Do you have someone that uh, pops into your mind right now or stood out from you that you said, "Oh my God, really"? Uh, A mistake that you made in your virtual journey, (laughs) starting out your virtual show, and you said, really, is this happening
1: right now? (laughs) Oh, I mean, there were so many little things as well. Like, uh, we were using StreamYard, so you pass onto many, and all of a sudden, Facebook stopped. And since then, my personal account on Facebook, I've not been able to go back in again. I do not know, and I've asked people in Facebook to figure it out, I do not know what happened. Wow! But I remember we had a really big guest, a really big guest, and Facebook was my largest audience. And it just dropped. So I, some, at some point I had to make a decision that I was gonna continue using other platforms as well. So there was like little technical things like that. Um, two major issues, I remember, <sighs> I remember I thought I was introducing someone else. So we did it daily, right, it was a daily show. Daily Show with Dan Ram. And so we had a whole pipeline of guests and there's email threads and yeah, I yeah. prepared really hard for the wrong guest who was coming the next day. And I remember coming into the backstage backstage area and I was looking at them I was like, that is not the person I prepared for today. Um, but thankfully, uh, I am kind of a perfectionist. And so I had told them 30 minutes before the show to come for like a rehearsal, just to make sure the video and everything's fine. And so I did a, they're a very, they're a great speaker. And so in about five minutes, we settled that. And I just made an excuse. I said, hey, can you give me 20 minutes? I got to sort something out in the house. I'll come back. And those 20 minutes is just quickly studying everything so I could be ready for the show. Uh, which started, you know, 30 minutes more when we started the rehearsal. So I'd say that was sort of embarrassing, but well covered. Um, I've had the electricity just drop halfway yeah. through so uh, we were broadcasting at nine o'clock at night. So all of a sudden it gets super dark. The internet continues, the electricity's gone. So we've had smaller issues like that as well. And I think the key here is practice, practice, practice. A lot of the mistakes are made in practice. So thankfully the world is off to see. Even for you, man, you did 400 events. So I know that by the time you got to Les Brown, even though they were sure there were some mistakes that happened, you knew how to recover quickly. Yeah, it was not yeah, the absolutely. first time you were dealing with it. And that's the whole idea of experience. Experience to me is not about success after success after success. Experience is about success, failure, get back up, learn more, success, success, failure, get back up, learn even more. That to me is what experience is. And so a lot of it we're doing in our rehearsals, in the practices before the cameras start going live. Um, But it's all part of the journey. It it it
0: is a really part of the journey. And you mentioned something key that really The more, the better you become at something is not that you're not going to make any mistake. It's just that you know how to recover really quick that people might not even notice. So I remember, I think that one of the skills uh, and going back to something that you mentioned at the beginning of this conversation, one of the skills that uh, um, you learn as an MC is to think on your feet on your feet is really quick is really quick you have things that are happening all the time i mean uh, an average event probably changes their schedule about 16 17 times while the event is running and the audience has no clue that's a normal event if you're looking at an event and and i remember we're running this event with um uh we're hosting this event with my wife it was a startup conference Mm-hmm. And uh, we both got in and we were hosting it together. Incredible experience. Uh, so we had a, someone have a, an epileptic fit in oh. the audience. Oh, no. Uh, it was fortunately, as part of our MC training, because we met actually the public speaking training, and as part of it was also MC tra- and scene training, we had a scenario to deal with where someone had... Uh, fit in the audience so we were like okay this is happening you do this you do that we call this we shut down and it was done like clockwork now if i haven't done the training or we didn't have the experience of the other hundreds of events that we did before you have something that passes out like this in the audience the easiest thing to do is so easy to freeze and stop doing everything yeah. And that's why, as you mentioned, even like starting simple is important because you're building up your confidence. You're building up your skills that you need. So then when something bigger or major happen, then you're ready to handle it. And that's why I really love your philosophy. So Dan, we are wrapping up in a moment. Um, I want, first of all, to uh, to ask you if, you if someone wants to reach out to you. Um, someone to get in touch with you or
1: book you, what are the best ways to, uh, to get in touch with you? So my name is Dan Ram. Dan Ram is short for Daniel Ramamurthy, but like with a lot of exotic ethnic names, it can be hard to remember, so I go by Dan Ram. D-A-N-R-A-M, you can just Google that, you'll find me online, you'll find tons of videos, you'll find my website. If you wanna not Google and just go straight to the source, I am Dan Ram.com. So www.iamdanram.com or just look up. I am Dan Ram on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. I think what's important to point out is that I am online for you. I am not online for anything else. I don't sell anything online. I uh, don't really have an interest to become famous. So when you message me, don't be surprised because I will respond to you personally um, for every single person that DMS me or comments, you will get a personal response from me. That's why I'm online, is to help you guys out. So mm-hmm. whether it's to figure out the business behind speaking, so you like speaking, but you haven't figured out how to make money out of it, or whether it's how to become a speaker, or even just how to become a public speaker, because it kind of scares you, or around entrepreneurship, just get in touch. I will personally guide you with some resources. And if I can, I'll coach or direct you someone who can help you in that. Uh, but just don't be shocked, because you got a lot of people that are like, is that you, Dan? Did you respond <laughs>
0: is that's that your name. is that your virtual assistant or is that you
1: is that Isn't it the point of social media to connect people so i'm like of course that's me so yeah. yeah i'm online for you and if i can help you please get in touch i'd love to help out all right
0: that's brilliant so i am dan, dan ram in every single platform all the links are in the show notes so make sure you scroll down and connect with dan ram right now uh, and also let him know what did you enjoy the most about this episode now, if there is something that he said that uh, made an impact in the way you're thinking now or maybe gave you a kick in the ass to, to, get, to do something, just let him know because you know he told you. <laughs> That's why he does what he does. That's what he enjoys yes. the most. So, so don't be shy and let him know. Uh, Dan, if we want to wrap up with one final message to wrap up this episode, what would your final message
1: be? Final message would be, one of my favorite quotes that I used to stick above my bed that I would see every single day. And it says this, don't ask what the world needs, find out what makes you come alive and go do it. Cause what the world needs is people who have come alive. So find yourself, be authentically, you grab this moment and come alive because that's what we need more of. Ah, that's beautiful. Done,
0: run everyone. Thank you very much for uh, being with us today. Thank you for joining in Explode Your Expert Business Show. Uh, if you are listening here for the first time, make sure you subscribe. If you have listened to other episodes, uh, remember to leave a review. Let us know. They help a lot, the show. And I will see you next time. And always remember that together we grow exponentially. Ciao. Mm-hmm. gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist so it's gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist and as well finally if you want to receive daily support in your coaching and speaking business or explore how we can work together join our private Facebook group Explode Your Expert Biz again you can find it on Facebook at Explode Your Expert Biz or the link is in the show notes Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially.